Good afternoon and welcome to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show was created with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping others in their own way. Together we can make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. The word ghost comes from the old English word ghast, meaning soul, spirit, or life. Ghosts have been referenced throughout history and within many cultures, starting in the religions of Mesopotamia to present-day Western culture. The definition of a ghost and its functions have varied considerably, whether it is to exact revenge on an enemy by scratching a curse on a piece of pottery or lead and placing it in a grave, as the ancient Romans believed, or during the medieval period where ghosts were categorized into that of the souls of the dead or the souls of the demons, the souls of the dead serving a purpose whilst the souls of the demons were only to torment or tempt the living. Of course, with new beliefs came more men stepping forward and challenging the theory. One of the first men to express his skepticism was Lucian of Samosata in the 2nd century AD. In his satirical novel, The Lover of Lies, Lucian makes fun of those who believe in the supernatural. Later in 1813, physician John Ferrier argued the existence of ghosts in his essay in which he claimed ghost sightings were merely optical illusions. In 1845, physician Alexander de Beaumont published his book on the sightings of ghosts being hallucinations. The Committee of Skeptical Inquiry, or CSI, formed in 1976, is a program that was created to promote scientific inquiry, critical investigation, and the use of reasoning in examining controversial and extraordinary claims. Its members consist of philosophers, psychologists, educators, and authors, to name a few. Joe Nickel, a member of CSI, wrote that there was no credible scientific evidence that any location was inhabited by spirits, also that any account of ghosts can be explained by physical explanations, like that of condensation in electrical connections causing intermittent behavior, or changes in air pressure in a home causing doors to shut, and humidity causing boards to creak. In fact, the term pareidolia has been used to describe the innate tendency to recognize patterns in random perceptions and is what many skeptics believe to be the cause for people to say they have seen ghosts. The other reason can be said to be linked to our peripheral vision, which can be misleading all on its own. According to Nickel, peripheral vision can easily mislead one to misinterpret sights and sounds, especially late at night. Nickel explains that science cannot substantiate the existence of life energy that could survive death without dissipating or even function at all without a brain. Nickel instead believes ghosts are the same as our dreams and memories, mental creations. Other researchers like neuroscientist Michael Persinger have explored the theory that experiences like those associated with hauntings can result from excessive bursts of electrical activity in the brain. To prove his theory, he placed helmets on his patients, which targeted their temporal lobes with weak magnetic fields, or roughly the same strength as those generated by a computer monitor. His helmets caused 80% of the people he tested to feel an unexplained presence in the room, thus supporting his theory. Sound has also been attributed to causing ghost sightings. Lord and Wiseman have concluded that infrasound can cause humans to experience crazy feelings in a room, such as extreme sadness, anxiety, chills, and a feeling of being watched. Other explanations for ghost sightings or haunted houses have been linked to carbon monoxide poisonings as early as 1921, to even sleep paralysis in which the role of the parietal lobe and mirror neurons trigger those ghostly sightings. The ongoing pursuit to hunt or investigate ghosts has long been an uphill battle for those seeking to make sense of it all. Much of this difficulty stems from the fact that the definition of what a ghost is still is not universally agreed upon, not to mention the fact that personal experience is one thing and scientific evidence another. Of course, the conflict inherent in the ideas about ghosts are also not helpful either, like those of, are they spirits of the dead who are lost on the other side? Or are they telepathic entities projected into our world from our minds? Even with the overwhelming consensus from scientists and researchers that ghosts just really do not exist, 
A study conducted by the Pew Research Center in 2009 found that one in five adults in the U.S., or 18%, say they have seen or been in the presence of a ghost, while 29% say they have felt in touch with someone who has already died. The verdict is still out. Truthfully, how can one explain something they have never experienced, seen, or heard before in their life without prior personal experience of it? Of course, most of what we perceive around us or our perceptual experience ends up becoming our beliefs. So did learning about ghosts and hauntings in early history and watching horror movies already set up our belief in ghosts and create our personal paranormal experiences? Or is it more that science cannot explain consciousness and ghosts are purely essences of our human consciousness? Today on Love from the Hip, I have the pleasure of interviewing Aaron G. Thompson, an afterlife researcher. He will give his definition of ghosts as well as explain a newfound science that has debunked his research over the last 20 years. Plus, later on the show, we will open up the phone lines so that you can ask Aaron anything about ghosts. So don't go anywhere. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Just $100 for the first session. Learn more. Sakura Skin and Mind.com. S A K U R A Skin and Mind. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure of having afterlife researcher Aaron G. Thompson on my show. Hey, Aaron, thanks for being here today. Hey, Sakura, thank you for having me. I'm super, uh, super humbled <laughs> and awesome opening, by the way. I love, the, <laughs> I love listening uh, to the explanations there. And, yeah, awesome. cool. Yeah, it's probably everything you already know, right? <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot of uh, lore and, and, and stuff that I, uh, that I know a lot of people don't focus on. But yeah. no, I mean, I, I think... Uh, I think it's cool to hear that even if it's refreshed. Awesome. Well, great. So tell us what made you decide to pursue a career in ghosts? Oh my gosh. Right. The greatest puzzle <laughs> of, of, of all. Why can't I do something else? Um, <laughs> well, what, uh, 21 years ago is really when I, when I started to uh, do the song and dance and actually look at it um, with a different eye. And I actually, started doing this because I had a fear of death mm. and that's what that's what kind of um, I guess jolted me into seeing if this if there's some substance you know to the afterlife actually at the time it was the question was as simple as are ghosts real and I remember when I was you know between the ages of like 14 and, and 16 17, I would ask my peers, coaches, clergymen, you know, uh, parents, friends, extended family, you know, whoever can trust with, with their opinion. I asked them, do ghosts exist? Mm -hmm. Well, half them said yes. And half them said no. And the, uh, kicker was, uh, you know, telling a, a teen, you know, yes or no with no reason, but just because, okay, just because. So, um, yeah, so I just made a challenge. I remember being told um, by, by people when I was younger, if you want something done, you got to do it yourself. So yeah, that's what really started my truck forward. So can I ask you, did studying ghosts also help you get over that fear of death? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, at, at this point, um, I kind of pride myself on being fearless. But, you know, I... I use that almost as a frame of mind. Yeah, I don't get too uh, scared, but I still don't want to be like stung by a bee or bit by a snake. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And how did your parents take it, you studying ghosts? Oh, they they don't like it even still. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they, uh, yeah, they, you know, I, I was uh, raised more um, with established religion, you uh -huh. know, so more more of one belief system. So 
the idea of ghosts definitely contradicts and goes against, you know, that, that style of thinking. Um, so I think at first, um, my mom and dad maybe thought it was cute. <laughs> oh, look, <he's, laughs> like you grow out of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. Right. So, sorry, mom and dad. Um, <laughs> even now they, yeah, they, it's, it's interesting when they bring up dialogue uh, with me, you know, you could almost see in their eyes, like, uh Oh, I asked the wrong question. Cause now I'm going off on a tangent, Right. but, uh, that's but funny. but no, I mean it's a passion, you know. At this point, and, and honestly, I I did start as well because I was leaning more to the sides that ghosts do not exist, you know, ah. it, 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 parapsychology or, or psychology in general. Um, and I I felt that that was more the answer I was going to find, though I wanted to enter um, the study or the focus mm-hmm. of ghostly activity in a non-biased way. So I I tried to respect. Um, a, kind of a religious overtone, a spiritual overtone, a scientific overtone, uh, all different type of layers when I did this, because again, I, I didn't know. Right. Um, yeah. And I wanted to respect whatever may or may not come up. And I just wanted to be open for any angle. And I was surprised, honestly, there was no scientific study at the time back in 1999 when I started that really was taking this seriously. If there was a scientist um, that was on it. There's some crazy person that either straight up believes or straight up doesn't believe. So there's a bias walking into it. And I thought mm. that was funny. Yeah. Um, you I think mean, there is more scientific study supporting the fact that there isn't ghosts versus that <laughs> yeah. there is something, right? Well, the funny thing with with science is you can, uh, per definition, per scientific dialogue, you can only uh, scientifically prove the existence of something. So disproving or debunking really shouldn't be a dialogue in the idea of spirituality or or ghosts in general. Hmm. Um, it's a blank statement. Yeah. So it is funny when people say, oh, it doesn't exist because A, B, or C. Well, did you try them in different conditions? D- did you dedicate, you know, 21 years of your life <laughs> um, to, uh, to circulating around the subject of, and did you challenge yourself with taboo techniques to see if, uh, if you can duplicate results? Yeah, exactly. Um, so is this why you lean more towards calling yourself an afterlife researcher instead of a ghost hunter? Yeah, yeah, absolutely is. And I still use ghost hunter yeah. as a term more for marketing, <laughs> to be, to be <laughs> blunt, straight up marketing. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's what, Everyone calls themselves. That's what I call myself right away because I didn't know what to call myself. I'm, of course, paranormal investigator is actually the more the more prestigious dialogue or title. <laughs> right. Um, but exactly. I'm thinking, you know, I I don't have a badge. I I don't feel like calling myself an investigator. <laughs> though I investigate? Um, and and yeah, I, I do dig into the ones and zeros a lot more. I feel than others. Um, I mean, it's a challenging puzzle. I, I get it. Right. But I'm up for the challenge. Yeah, you're more interested in the science aspect of it. So I want to get really, into yeah. yeah, I want to get into what you think of ghosts. But first, I want to ask you if you can tell us about your very first experience with ghosts. <laughs> oh, my very first experience after there were some interesting experiences when I was young, young. But I really truly disregard those because I wasn't in the same mind mind frame. Um, so it was oh man. Okay, so I was at this house. Um, it was my fir- my very first home investigation. Um, it was a friend of my mother, actually. She goes, hey, my old uh, high school buddy says that she lives in a haunted house. Says, so see, my mom did support me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. um, and uh, she, she, I asked, you know, can you get me in contact with her? She did. And I started... Um, I started talking with this lady, a uh, super, super nice lady. And the house didn't look, it looked like a nice, sweet grandma house in a sense. It was small. It was in a decent neighborhood. Um, there was no traditional um, aesthetics <laughs> to a haunting situation, uh, you know, at the, the home. So uh, I went there and I started talking with her. And supposedly um, an entity, a little girl, um, moves the guy's pictures around like you know her uh, nephews and so forth mm. uh, moves their pictures around messes with some ornaments around um the holiday around christmas and stuff and ultimately touches guys either by pulling on um their pant leg or, or physically touching them mm-hmm. um their feet or so forth even audibly uh, heard in some cases crying at foot of bed. So kind of a, 
distress, you know, from this, yeah. from the source of energy. And I was, it was a daytime interview. Um, I actually in college, I was in college at the time. And I was, uh, at the time before I switched my major a million one times, I was in television production. So I actually snagged the, uh, production camera somewhere. If I can find it, if I didn't throw it away, I should have that first investigation. Um, but I, um, was able to get that and to record the interview. Well, I'm, I'm not sure if I recorded the interview, honestly, but I do remember going downstairs and it was a small again, small house, small downstairs. And she goes, this is where most of the activity happens at that time on cue. Um, the whole house vibrates like, wow. like a energy wave hits the, the wall and it's a mini earthquake has just vibrated through like a like a pulse uh -huh. um like a single pulse uh, but it was wide uh physical and and uh long we checked of course we checked up seriously if anyone knocked on the door i told her if anyone knocked that loud you probably don't want to answer it anyways <laughs> <laughs> right but um i remember just standing there with my with my uh clipboard and a sheet of paper on and my pen and i'm looking directly at her as this whole house is vibrating straight from like a horror movie <laughs> right and she goes she looks at me she goes did you hear it <laughs> just taking my taking my hand and make a nice check mark on my paper I'm like, uh -huh. yes yeah i did wow trying to hold composure here right right right. Um, wow. it, but you know even that moment didn't 100 percent convince me that the phenomenon was spiritual or was a ghost but i got i mean i i definitely I had a reaction to it. And yeah, you got <laughs> something out of know, it. <laughs> yeah, definitely good, for sure. Well, awesome. Well, hey, Aaron, we're going to have to take a break. But everyone, remember, this is a live show. And if you would like to ask Aaron anything about the paranormal, feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527 after this quick break. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin & Mind. Learn more at AsteraCare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A, care.com. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120. Designed for your rugged skin, a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one, two, three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A SkinAndMind.com The veil is the line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go beyond the veil. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Today, I have the pleasure of having afterlife researcher Aaron G. Thompson on my show. And if you have a question about the paranormal, feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. 
So, Aaron, what did a ghost mean to you 20-odd years ago versus now? So what, what did it mean to you back then? Man, so what a ghost meant to me. I love this question. Um, the I say the Webster definition. I don't have it up in front of me, guys, but I regurgitated enough where I know it. A ghost is a, for me, I don't know, but I know the I know what what a ghost was or is or yeah. Um, typically, it's a non-interactive residual slice of energy that just lives on repeat. Uh, so it, so it doesn't typically react uh, or, or it's not supposed to react. Um, at all to you. So people that do uh, residual hauntings in a sense, that that's really just uh, creaking uh, doors and so forth. They say how, how, you know, they see floating ghosts or whatnot. Well, that could be a scenario where a staircase used to be um, connected somewhere and they're just going up a previous known staircase. Again, ah. not, not interacting at all with the environment <laughs> currently, <laughs> um, but, but is kind of a, I might use this term a couple of times, but a, a smart photo in a sense. So it's just we're living in repeat. Okay. And that's what a ghost meant to you 20 years oh, that's, ago. Yeah, that's what a ghost. Yeah, yeah. It's more to the question here. <laughs> no, so, it's okay. <laughs> and, so, and so what happened in the last year that has completely debunked everything you have ever come to learn about ghosts? Oh, my gosh. I, I uh, kid you not, I was in tears. And I, I uh, reached out to a good shaman, good uh Grandmaster shaman buddy of mine, um, as well as a scientist buddy of mine. And I was in tears because I'm I'm just like, I came to this data and it makes sense. And I don't like it because it, it contradicted the last 20 years uh, prior to this moment. But again, it's it's not about my feelings. It's about the data. And I have to respect that. But I just had to take a huge hard think uh, on it. And, and even as I, I try to share, you know, um, with some folks, uh, they're they're the same way. They have to take a hard think, like, "Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> sounds good." But man, let me let me sit on this. Um, so, I've been, you know, uh, keynote speaking at events, doing haunt, sold out haunted events, haunted locations. It's super super um, awesome experiences. And again, I'm I'm humbled that that I'm even in the position that I'm in. Um, kind of your up and comer. Uh, talent of sorts, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. But ultimately, it's the science first. And that's always what it has been. So uh, throughout the years, I've been challenging the evolution of what I feel, uh, you know, the ghost is through experiences and through um, data that I've continuously uh, logged and experienced. Um, and recently, within the last three, four years, I've actually jumped on more of a quantum talk. And I've always been there. I even have a tattoo that I got back in, uh, back in I think 2009, uh, right on my arm. That, that is an atom, an apparition manifesting up holding an atom. Hmm. So I've always <laughs> knew quantum something, you know, it has to be ones and zeros, right? Yeah. Um, so I was talking about quantum, um, on in front of everyone. But the funny thing was I had no clue. I was talking about quantum mechanics or excuse me i was talking about quantum physics uh -huh. literally at the time. Yeah. um this is how oblivious I, I was to maybe the more real uh aspect to the science but i was i was going down the logistics of of ghosts of ghostly activity and a, a professor approached me after one of my talks and goes you know you were you were speaking on uh quantum physics and, and i laughed i thought he was just joking i go how did i do doc and, <laughs> He looked at me with a straight face, smirked a little bit and said, you know that I think you're onto something. And I, and I, I looked at him almost with this exhausted look in my face and I go, look, I'm just trying to do some work until someone smarter than me takes it over because mm -hmm. I go, this is exhausting. And he looked at me and points right at my chest and goes, I'm looking at that person right now. I remember that, that, that was kind of wild. I mean, here's an academic sitting in front of me yeah. that, that literally teaches this saying, I'm on, I'm on the right path that must have felt uh, good. of something. <laughs> it, it, it did. It was unique. And, and so I started to look up more quantum. I started mm -hmm. to almost be obsessed with the idea of particles, um, ones and zeros and, and the tools that we use. And I just, I just became, I, I want to say realistically obsessed because I've always tried to ground the idea of the phenomenon. And I would meet with, um, professors of quantum and have dialogue with them and, to my surprise, they were all 
they were all on on board with really what I was saying um, because they asked me questions. I'm sure that they would ask their students. And and I think in times they wanted me to say, I don't know, so they can share the answer. But I had the answer, at least in my uh, perception. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I saw a little grin on, on those faces, too. I think they're, <laughs> they're pleased. Um, and I ended up going getting stuck in quantum mechanics. And for those who aren't too familiar with like quantum in general, quantum physics, um, they're exact, right? So you can measure, um, you, you can measure the precipitation in a room with the, with the area pressure and where the wind's blowing, um, how fast the, the light on the match is going to wiggle and in what direction, like you can calculate that. Right. Which is pretty fantastic. But I was leaning more towards quantum mechanics, um, with, uh, with a lot of the ghostly activity, I was hitting a, a wall because quantum mechanics also has the name quantum theory. I just don't like, I, I don't like to live in a theoretical world. I, right. I just want those ones and zeros. You want it solid. So, yeah. So mind you, a, a little frustrated, but everything was kind of matching at least with the doctors and, and so forth that I was talking to. Um, but I wasn't hundred percent pleased because again, this was like stuff that they said, you can't, you can't, figure out it's, it's straight up theory we're never going to figure this out i've even had a doctor a professor tell me that and i i didn't say anything but i'm not a big fan of never right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, determined so, yeah yeah, yeah exactly. oh, I'm a stubborn maybe <laughs> <laughs> so um now uh oh man ghost took a total different twist um so back then you know uh and mind you, spirits tend to have a different uh, meaning too. Spirits are the ghosts in a sense, the energy that can interact with you. If they touch you or move anything, that automatically gets called a poltergeist, which is means playful uh, ghost, uh, German term. Okay. Um, basically translate noisy ghost, but yeah. poltergeist. And uh, not like the movies. I mean, most of the, what we deal with ultimately turn to poltergeist and, and it's a friendly scenario. But again, I don't think we need to have those three categories okay. because- with my new uh, study, all, all of its ghosts, honestly, even residuals in time tend to have a movement where they go from a residual haunting to an intelligent haunting. And a lot of investigators, it's funny how they don't really recognize that or at least recognize it um, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so what that means to me is, and I've seen this even with um, some of our taboo equipments, um, with getting audio, audio feedback, um, from the unknown, right? About, um, you know, what year is it? You know, we ask the question, what, what year is it in right now? And they say 1953. Well, they're smart enough to acknowledge the question, but no way is it near that date. Right. We've done this numerous, numerous locations. Um, and it's funny because if we return to these locations, it's like we can teach the energy. No, no, it's, you know, it's at the time, I think 2017. Hmm. And now all of a sudden they built a new algorithm in their head. Cause mind you, they only have the algorithm up to the vessel allows um, when the vessel expires, boom, algorithm, you know, gone. Uh, they have to find other ways to learn if, if necessary. Um, so <laughs> the question is what, what are ghosts now? Yeah. As I do, <laughs> beyond um, again, I'm super humbled, but I'm collaborating with the leading scientists in free electricity these guys are incredibly smart. I need to reach back out to them again to do some projects. Um, but I'm so humbled and, and I'm just at a whole new place. Um, so what okay, is the me... name of this new science that supports uh, your oh, new belief? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually ether. Uh, it's, it's basically, um, ether mechanics and that's ether what I've mechanics. been Yep, that's what I've been referring it to, but ultimately they're tapping into the ether. And the ether used to be this fantastical zone, and you even hear it on sci-fi movies and stuff, talk about the ether. Um, It was this fantastical zone that was just just brought up uh, to kind of explain the spiritual and the unknown and blah, 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 blah. So no one ever expected to dance successfully and said ether. Um, But these, uh, these scientists are unbelievable um so and in this so i want to ask you further so in this ether mechanics in this zone Mm -hmm. does that remove all the categories categories like you were saying with poltergeist and the differentiation that it's all just energy 
Well, I mean, tomato, tomato. I mean, it's going to be, I think the, the terms can still be used, you know, appropriately because they do have different behaviors with the terms, but I think the blanket statement is energy. Um, I, I truly think actually a correction, um, it would be the downward flowing ether. Um, the downward flowing ether is, is ultimately, which is energy, um, in a sense. And so and, in a one line statement, how would you define a ghost now? <laughs> a ghost is a biological chemical reaction of the uh, expiration of the vessel. Um, so the core conscious energy goes towards the mass consciousness, AKA downward flowing ether. So again, uh, the a ghost is basically a clone of once was um, with no soul, no, no essence, but it's pure emotion. It's the shed of pure emotion. Okay, awesome. Well, I want to get back into that, but we're going to take another break. And everyone, remember, this is a live show. So if you want to ask Aaron anything about the paranormal, feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. On this weekly skinny, in a recent article, founder of Epionce and dermatologist Dr. Carl Thornfeld talks about the most common skin issue for the whole world at this present time, maskne. Maskne is caused by wearing the much needed mask and starts because the enclosed area creates the perfect microenvironment of warm moisture, which overhydrates the stratum corneum, separating keratinocytes, dilating pores, disrupting the oil and sweat glands, all of which, as Dr. Thornfeld explains, disrupts the skin barrier function, resulting in activating local skin inflammation. In addition, the yeast and bacteria that make up the microbiome multiply in numbers, causing increased infection and releases pro-inflammatory molecules which aggravate the skin. Sweat glands also can become clogged, and allergic reactions to the yeast, the bacteria, and or even the mask material can also negatively impact the skin. The physical shaping of the mask edges can cause damage as well. All of these changes that are manifesting on the skin is what people in a nutshell are referring to as maskne. Individually or collectively, to some of the symptoms of maskne, they include folliculitis, rosacea, acne, seborrheic dermatitis, chafing irritation, and heat rash. Of course, Dr. Thornfeld's product line, Epionce, can assist with masked knee. After all, the goal of Epionce products is to normalize the skin by repairing the underlying damage that induces the visible skin changes and retrain the skin tissues and cells to keep the skin clean. So it can be the best at preventing environmental damage. Dr. Thornfeld recommends cleansing with an antimicrobial cleanser that won't disrupt the skin barrier like the lytic gel cleanser. Second, following up with a toner like that of the purifying toner for oily skin and the balancing toner for rosacea skin. These toners will help to pick up any leftover traces of dirt, oil, or makeup, again without stripping the barrier. Lastly, one should apply a lytic treatment product to help remove oily buildups or congestion and to provide antimicrobial effects, followed by the Renewal Light Facial Lotion for a synergistic anti-inflammatory effect, as well as to repair and optimize healthy skin barrier function. If you are struggling with mask knee and would like to try these recommended Epionce products, go to epionce.com and use code 2011401 at checkout. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip. That's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts. If you are just joining me, today I have the pleasure of having afterlife researcher Aaron G. Thompson on my show. And remember, if you have a question about the paranormal, don't be too afraid to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So, Aaron, I just want to reiterate and clarify 
that you do believe ghosts exist, correct? Yes. 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 Uh, but not in the way we have believed. They are shedded emotional energy. Yep. Uh, biologically created, uh, actually. So, yeah. Okay. So, and then this theory, this newfound theory, because I've always wondered, um, being a medium myself, I've always wondered how I can communicate, but then also how people are also incarnating, right? So, right, and right. so how does your newfound, lo- do you want to kind of elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, at first I want to kind of uh, explain maybe um, the, the energy that, you know, everyone feels. A lot, there's a lot of empaths, right? And that seems to be almost a gateway, gateway drug to a psychic practice in a sense, that emotions everywhere. Again, if you think about it, the empath, it, it drives off emotional energy. So if they're sitting in a pool of literally emotional energy, some might have uh, some areas maybe a little more hyped up than others, um, but they're going to feel that, you know, and that, that even goes to some of the dialogue of my uh, hypothesis. But with incarnate, reincarnation or incarnate, um, it's exactly how the energy has to has to grow and evolve and learn. It learns off of the knowledge base, um, kind of a twist of the script here. We're the creators. Biology, as the biology gets an essence, gets a soul, gets uh, the consciousness, and we all think we dream. The brain doesn't create those, mind you. So it's funny that a lot of people, you know, go to the mind and the, you know, say the brain actually uh, states all that. And, and no, there's a. No study that indicates that, and actually, more more studies uh, indicate that it's not uh, not necessarily a biological uh, your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when I was using my taboo um, instrument at a site, we tend to ask questions such as, "Tell something we humans don't know, you know, exists. Why not go for the deep ones?" And we get great reaction. And mind you, ITC uh, inner trans communication. Um, uh, instruments and, and communities. Yeah. I believe they're found in the seventies and um, they use like broken radios, TVs, they use electronics to kind of break through frequencies to um, arouse uh, conversation in a sense. Mm-hmm. some, some, something. To communicate. And so many, exactly. And yeah. that's where you get your pareidolia, yeah. um, which is the ink blot of the mind. Right. I heard mm-hmm. you speaking on about that. Exactly. You know, uh, that's a parapsychology term to say, you know, we cray cray. Um, but <laughs> reality is it, it's, it's interesting. Um, the behaviors, if you look towards the behaviors and that's what I keep telling folks, the we'll go for the broken radio, it cuts away. Um, so when it changes frequencies, it does like a gate chop and then it, then it goes back live. So if we're running uh, 100 millisecond, uh, scan. So it's literally giving us 10 chops in a second. That's huge because mm-hmm. that's breaking, that's breaking the waves in the quantum field and allowing that downward flowing ether to grab a hold and to give us something that's multiple syllable. I look for and exact uh, a direct response intelligent. So in this case, uh, we asked, you know, you know, tell something of the world, you know, wants to know. And we actually got two responses. Kind of funny. Um, we got, what do you want the world to know? <laughs> but then after that, someone else, maybe another energy, maybe the same energy uh, came up and it was very clear. Um, it said, you get sucked up and that's where babies come from. If huh. you think about it quantumly, downward flowing ether, the energy is everywhere. It's cosmical. So it's everywhere. The biology kicks in upon conception. That spark haps- happens. And now the seed has, has that essence. Mm. Um, because we have the ability to put together Frankenstein a body, but why can't it move? It can't move because it doesn't have that energy spark mm-hmm. that's created through, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, biology. exactly. So, does this new way of thinking about ghosts also remove a lot of that fear around ghosts? Yeah, yeah. Well, with speaking with me, I can't speak for everyone else. Seems like everyone else has a good amount of fear still um, <laughs> in them. But uh, me, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. It's it's more fascinating, and I've been more fascinating even long before I came across this moment. Um, but the more the more I feel like I know, and I say I feel like I know, I'm, I'm convicted and confident about my research um, and, and about my hypothesis. But I'm not silly enough to um, to to not react to a whole different twist is I took an extreme different twist recently and I'm just challenging it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very, I'm much more comfortable with where I'm at now. And even, even with the energy, it's, it's, it's not 
terrifying at all. I'm sure a lot um, more makes sense for you. It, yeah. it, and it seems to, and I say, I want to say yes, because it <laughs> does. But again, uh, you know, you talk to some groups, it's going to be uh, perception based and I respect that. Um, sure. but I mean, I, I do have a lot of ones and zeros and a lot of data and a lot of time on the field. Um, when uh, a lot of folks, a lot of scientists, maybe uh, now getting kind of into it, mm-hmm. they don't have so much field work. They're more uh, sitting around Science. and just yeah. analyzing and talking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I imagine also this newfound knowledge is going to change up those ghost hunting shows, <laughs> right? Oh, uh, well, I, you know, I was supposed to actually launch with two uh, in, uh-huh. in uh, um, this fall. However, filming didn't go and recording come, come April. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting, waiting for the call 2020. <laughs> so can I ask you, um, you, you had mentioned to me earlier that you can actually make a house haunted. So <laughs> what, what are you actually doing and, and when have you done this? Um, I mean, you could, you could do it anywhere. Mind you, the energy is everywhere, right? So it's your giant telephone game. It explains prayer, meditation, good vibes, well wishes, thought, um, you know, uh, thought focus and intent, intense, what you want to focus on intent. We actually have non FDA, uh, related tools that measure intent. It's fascinating, right? Cause mm-hmm. that's pretty much going into the consciousness core. Um, so intent I feel has a, a strong motive in bringing something uh, up. And mind you, that something is pure emotional energy. So it can be a demon, it can be a dragon, it can be an imp, it can be a fairy, it can be a bear with wings. It can be the Slender Man who have gotten that call, which was a video game made like 15 years ago <laughs> of a horrific monster, kind of like a Jason Voorhees, probably a Jason Voorhees since we're at it. Why not? <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Um, is if there's enough people that put that focus in a, in a, in an area, um, speaking of area, let's go area 51. Right. Um, there's so many people that believe the military is working with UFOs and UFO sighting this and that, this and that, well, that intense out there. And guess what? People are getting sightings and so forth of, of UFOs there. Mm. Well, if you think about Iraq, you know, and their military bases and so forth, I mean, they're not getting UFOs because it's cultural based, you know, they don't think UFOs maybe exist or work with the military, but we do. So we see it a lot more. Mm -hmm. It's that intent, that, that pushing it out there. The intention. So, and just the same as conjuring, it's also, you can also clear in that way too, right? Exactly. Exactly. The clear expectations of what needs to happen. When I'm on site and I ask uh, for an activity to happen to make sure that the tools work uh, in conjunction, which is fascinating, it really is. um, I typically play a game that has direct rules and, and more, I mean, high percentage of that that moment hits um, pretty pretty well so it was just my intent of what I wanted to happen and, and things you know ultimately hmm. happen now the energy tends to like I said tends to be intelligent acts very uh, human-like if if that's you know what we're intending to, to speak with right um, but, but yeah I mean ultimately we create our own monsters and that's the, the scary thing but they're soulless everything's right. soulless that's nothing it. necessarily needs to be saved in my context um, which isn't going to make me the most popular person when I push, push this out there more. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, not in the ghost the community, ones. but yeah, yeah definitely yeah. with the scientists. Well, yeah. awesome. Well, with that, we're going to take another break, but everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at AsteraCare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A, care.com. 
Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an ounce of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Make it a great day. Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget, this show airs right here on KKNW every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Today, I have the pleasure of having afterlife researcher Aaron G. Thompson on my show. So, Aaron, how is Ether Mechanics helping your work now? Well, Ether Mechanics, the cool thing with even coming across... Um, I guess that that zone because it's it's related to um, at least an idea of the quantum. You know, it explains a lot of things um, like inertia, gravity, uh, and stuff like stuff like that. So that, it's cool that it that it explains some more scientific uh, stuff that people kind of are on board with. But how it helped with with ghosts is, mind you, in the quantum uh, theory or quantum mechanics. I didn't like it because it seemed like there was uh, no experiments. Well, there's a couple of experiments here. Um, one that actually visualizes the downward flowing ether. So I actually see that it's a functional uh, thing, which is fascinating. Um, and I'm going to be doing more with that experiment and challenging that here soon. But um, what really got my buy-in and even speaking with the scientists is we can create a consciousness entity duplicatable. So it's interesting when you actually see it in front of you. We use a fluorescent light bulb and um, a single Tesla coil. And we pop that single Tesla coil on and it pulls directly out of the ether. We call it using a dipole. So we're tapping the ether and uh, it, it pops up with this conscious in energy um, that's very hyper aware and has some horrific attributes, but it's like a giant sea monkey made of electricity. It's wow. fascinating. Yeah. Super fascinating. Even that's, pulled up some galaxies, uh, type imagery, which is also super fascinating. It's like creating an, your own Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, there's some <laughs> horrific attributes to it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. So would that shedding of energy or the ether mechanics also explain, you know, why when there's, when there's trauma, a, a traumatic death, why there's more residue left there? Yeah, in a sense, it's like that, that smart photo. So we see in brain scans when something um, uh, emotional or something um, excited and excited can be bad or good happens, um, there's more spark, more electricity in the brain. So let's say something really happens that's that provokes that stimuli in the brain, um, hits one of the lobes or whatever the case may be, is basically flashing a photo as you pass away. Um, so it's, a, it's, it's creating more uh, exact uh, smart photo with AI capabilities that, that moves and can interact, but is completely soulless. And whoever was, was shot in that scenario is perfectly fine. They've got absorbed in downward flowing ether, no mm -hmm. pain and nothing like that. And, and they did what they had to do. Uh, however, people investigators, uh, people that like folklore, they can push on this uh, environment or the situation and with intent, they can keep it alive and even make it stronger. 
um, if necessary. Awesome. Uh, and we see a lot of that with haunted locations even now. Okay. And so with this newfound lo- knowledge of ether mechanics, where do you hope to grow from here, Aaron? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's very um, pageant in a sense, uh, <laughs> but world peace. Ultimately, that, that's, I guess, the end goal. Because, you know, the more we know, the more we can respect life. And I feel we can uh, respect cultures and so forth and understand, you know, what we're building up to. But I, I ultimately um, just want to uh, create uh, bigger, you know, entities in a sense and just get more of that science down, more of that duplication down and get it more uh, mass uh, known in a sense. Yeah. Just keep working on it. So applying the ether mechanics more on a conscious level, on a collective conscious level. Yeah. I mean, it's the consciousness, ultimately, the mass consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's every, it's everywhere, you know? Um, So yeah, trying to raise, raise that for sure. Awesome. So knowing what you know now, would you go back to researching ghosts all over again? (laughs) Oh, what a long journey. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But I'm so weirdly intimidated. If I ever stop and think about it on a convention or I'm talking, you know, about this on a radio show, I'm, I stop and, you know, I'm thinking, man, why am I the one that has this build up and this knowledge base? Again, I'm not saying I'm hundred percent right, but I mean, it's, it's good. It, it yeah. has a lot of, uh, it has a lot of substance and a lot of people that present their theories or so forth. They don't, they just don't. Um, and I got a pretty big build and I can visualize, you know, a lot of where I'm working with. So, right. So you do it all over. It's I will absolutely do it all over, but yeah, it's not, wouldn't it be any easier. It's still not easy. <laughs> <laughs> so how can my listeners learn more about you, Aaron? Awesome. Uh, ghostcrier.com. It's a uh, ghost house sounds and crier like town crier. Mm. C R I is in India. E R.com. Uh, ghostcrier.com kind of has a bunch of my links. I've got a show of breaking frequencies on Amazon prime. It's pretty cool. Um, and then uh, I do a weekly show, a ghost talk, uh, actually straight from Facebook, but it's associated with the network, the spirit realm network. Um, and yeah, uh, most of my good stuff that I'm going to be doing for the rest of this year is going to be on patreon.com slash ghost So folks that are trying to pay towards the science in a sense, uh, allow me to build it. We're going to see pretty much the rest of my big content for the, the year. Wonderful. <laughs> well, thanks again for being here today, Aaron. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you to Eric, my lovely producer, and you, the listener. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. Really love the show. Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakuratlovefromthehip.com. And tune in next Wednesday for another Love from the Hip. And don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare you.